we give you praise. Thank you, Father. And Lord, this morning, we stand before you, Father. We yield everything to you. Because even in our unfaithfulness, you have remained to be faithful. Thank you for your love that never changes. This morning, Lord, may our heart encounter that love in a different way. This morning, Father, may every eye be open. May the weak be strong in the name of Jesus. And Father, we thank you for you have raptured us into the heavenlies where we are seated in Christ Jesus above every principality and power. Lord, this morning, may our eyes be open to see who we are in you. May our eyes of understanding be lightened to see your power at work in us. We give you praise because you are moving us from the realm of impossibilities to realm where nothing is impossible. We give you all the praise and we give you all the glory. Father, we adore you. Lord, we bless you. We magnify you for you deserve all the glory. Thank you, Father, this morning. For in Jesus' precious name we pray. And if you receive, you say louder. I say you say louder. And the loudest. One more time, let's celebrate Jesus in the house. Amen. Amen. Listen, friends. God is bringing you and I to a covenant of peace. Somebody say amen. That I, in this church, if you are a part of this ministry, that what our covenant with God is, what our expectation, what our experience, and what our encounter is, is a covenant of peace. And this peace is not any hard peace, it's shalom, which means nothing missing, nothing broken. Somebody say, nothing missing, louder, nothing missing, nothing broken. That means wholeness. That God is bringing you and I to the place of wholeness. Friend, hold this to your mind. If you're a part of this ministry, you need to hold that to your mind that this is our covenant. When you pray, that's what you pray for. When you believe, that's what you believe for. Covenant, that peace is shalom. Meaning that complete wholeness in every aspect of your life. In every area of your life. That means in your health, peace. In your home, and this peace is not the one that man gives. Jesus says, I give you peace, not as the world gives. His own peace is total well-being. Somebody say a loud amen. That is our portion in the name of Jesus. And because he has made us kings and priests, we stand this morning in that office and we declare that over your life is shalom in the name of Jesus. We give you praise, Father. Hallelujah. Welcome to church, beloved. And this morning, I want you to open up your mind. Let God take us into a journey. It's a Thanksgiving service, so I'm only going to do an introduction this morning, and then we continue. In this month of February, we began. Watch this, watch this. I have told you over and over, beloved, that the way man works is not the way God works. In the month of February is when people hustle. That's when they plan. That's when they put things together. But all throughout the month of January, God was talking to us about rests. Rests. Absolute rest. And now we are beginning to move into the manifestation 
of the sons of God. And in this month of February, that's what we are dealing with. And when I say manifestation, what does manifestation mean? It simply means living and experiencing the God life. Living and experiencing the reality of God. That's what manifestation is. Before, when I thought about manifestation, I thought about just going there. You know how what we do? You go out on the street, you pray for people, and you see miracles and all. No, that is only a minute detail of it. Manifestation is living. Some say living. Louder living. If you heard, you say living. And the experiencing the reality of God. How many of you know that God is real? Hallelujah. Listen, friends. So, what that means is this. That we are coming into, listen to me carefully. Let's, let's begin this way. There are two kingdoms. The kingdom of the world and the kingdom of God. Please pay attention. There are two kingdoms. The kingdom of the world and their systems. But then there is the kingdom of God. And so the sons of God are those who operate even though we live in this physical environment, but we operate according to the laws of the kingdom of God. Somebody say, Lord, Amen. Please don't forget, beloved, I need you to clear that picture in your mind. There is, There are two kingdoms, the kingdom of the world and then the kingdom of God. And that kingdom of God is what Jesus brought. And so let me ask you this question. Do you think that the kingdom of God is available right now? You think that? You think it's available? You think it's available? So it's not something we are waiting for by and by. It's available right now. The kingdom of God is available right now. And I'm going to show you that. Because God has made it available so that you and I can step into it. That we can detach from the systems of the world. Look up here. Even though that we live here. But what controls us is the spirit, the principles and the laws of the kingdom of God. How many of you already know that the kingdom of God is greater than the kingdom of man? And so, in the message of Jesus, I want you to follow me carefully. The message of Jesus was to call people into the kingdom of God. He looked at religious people, watch this, people who went to church. In fact, the center core of the message of Jesus was to tell them the kingdom is now here he said it's at hand actually let's let me show you the scripture so we can lay some foundations mark chapter 1 verses 14 i've been using this scripture for a while so let's look at it mark chapter 1 verse number 14. mark chapter 1 can i have it mark chapter 1 verse number 14 please the tpt it simply says that when John the baptizer was arrested. Jesus came into Galilee and he began to preach. And his message was this. He says to them, the time of the kingdom is now. That's what he said to them. I just paraphrased. The time, he says to them, the fulfillment of the age. The fulfillment of the age. Remember, I ask you whether the kingdom of God is available or not. I want to show you from the mouth of Jesus. If you can't get the scripture up, read it when you get home. It's Mark chapter 1, verses 14 to 15. Jesus says to them, the kingdom, later on, okay, let's look at it. Later on, after John the baptizer was arrested,
Jesus went back into the region of Galilee and he preached. What did he preach? Everybody read. One to go. What did he preach? Again, what did he preach? He preached the wonderful gospel. Gospel means the good news that is too good to be true, but true. You know what we say to men? If somebody is telling you something that is too good, it's not, it's not true, right? That's what we say. But the gospel is the only news that is too good to be true, but it's true. And it, it has the same effect today. When we tell people the truth of the gospel, they say, no, no, this, this, it can't be this easy. This is just too good. Especially the African man. God will have ahead. He says, he preached to them the wonderful gospel. Gospel of what? God's kingdom reign. The other translation simply said, he preached to them the gospel of the kingdom. So what Jesus was preaching to everyone was the gospel of the kingdom. What did he say to them? Next line. Let's look at that quickly. Next line. His message was this. At last. Somebody say at last. That means after everything has been done and concluded. He says to them at last. The fulfillment of the age is coming. Is that, is that what he says? It's coming. No, it's going to come. No, he says it has come. And now he said, because it has come, it is time. It is time. I announce to you that it is your time in the name of Jesus. He says it is time. What is that time, beloved? For the realm of God's kingdom to be experienced. Friends, I talk about experience too much. Because if we don't experience it, then it's not true. He says the realm of God's kingdom is to be experienced in his fullness. I want you to begin to change your mind, beloved. The religion told us what is coming, not what has come. And because of that, we keep looking. We keep looking. We keep, and because we keep looking, we never come to experience. They told us that righteousness was something we had to attain. Until one day, the gospel said, no, you are already righteous. Remember, all the time we were trying to attain it, we never experienced it. Until we believed that it has come. Then it became a reality. Then suddenly, you and I have bold to declare that I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We are no longer struggling, trying to please God. We know that we are very pleased with God because we are in Christ. I'll just give you a tip. So watch this. He says, the realm of God's kingdom is to be experienced. Now, watch, watch what he says. Turn your lives back to God and put your trust. Somebody say trust. The other translation simply says, repent, which is the key word. And repent simply, repent is not to feel bad. Repent is not remorse. Repent is not regret. Repent is change of mind. So what Jesus was trying to get them is to change their mind from the kingdom of man to the kingdom of God. Because that's where this kingdom lives. Follow me. And he says they should put their trust in the hopeful gospel. Alright. So this was, listen to me, this place was the first thing Jesus said when he started to preach. This was the opening message for his ministry. This was, I have come to do work. This is where he began. Now, I also want to show you that this same message 
was also what the apostles continued to preach. Give me Acts of Apostles chapter 19 verse number 8. Acts of Apostles. Now, look up here. It says, for three months, Paul taught openly and fearlessly in the synagogue. Somebody say synagogue. Who knows what a synagogue is? Synagogue was the house of God. Listen to me carefully. Get the picture here. Synagogue was the house of God. Pay attention. So, Paul goes to the house of God. And he was teaching people who were worshipping God. To do what? To enter God's kingdom. Synagogue would be like a church today. They knew how to pray. They knew how to fast. They gave their tithes. They gave their offerings. They observed the law. It was to these same people that Paul goes, and the Bible says, for three months. Look at how long. Today, the greatest people who have problems believing the kingdom are church people, religious people. And it didn't start today. The Bible says, for three months, he taught openly and fearlessly in the synagogue. Watch that. Arguing persuasively for them to enter into God's kingdom realm. Don't forget also that the people Jesus were talking to were also very religious people. In fact, religion was not a part of their life. Religion was their whole life. Their whole life re revolved around the temple. It revolved around religious rituals. It was these same people that Jesus looked at them and said, that time, in other words, that thing that you have look, been looking for is now here. The same thing, Apostle Paul continued. The Bible says he opened up aggressively. Acts 28, 23. Let me show you one more scripture and then we'll continue from there. Acts 23, 28. The book of Acts of Apostles, chapter 23, verse number 28. If I can get that up. I hope I'm right. No, 28, 23. Sorry. 28, 23. I just want to show you the progression. Okay? So, so they set a time to meet with Paul. On that day, an even greater crowd gathered where he was staying. And the Bible says, watch this, from morning to what? Evening. The first one said for three months. This one was from morning to evening. Paul taught them, opening up the truths about what? Is it making sense a little bit now? These people, don't forget, these people already have an idea of God. These people knew how to pray to God. In fact, these people have seen signs and wonders in their lives. They are the descendants of those who passed through the Red Sea. These people were enjoying some manifestations of the blessings of God already. These people were not strangers to God. But it was to them that Paul was saying, Hey, look, we have to understand that another kingdom is here. Somebody say a loud amen. And watch what he says. With convincing arguments from both the law and the prophets, he tried to persuade them. Persuade them. With convincing arguments, he tried to persuade them. Unfortunately, the one is with you, in most of this, Paul was not, was not even successful with the Jews. He was not successful with the Jews. Now look up here. So, just like the Lord Jesus, just like the apostles, my work today and your work is to persuade 
all men, even church going people, even the ones they call Christians, our work is to persuade them to drop religion, to drop rituals, and come into the kingdom. That's why our message is different because it's not a message of religion, it's a message of the kingdom. Somebody say a loud amen. And so that you can transition, leave the lower realm and migrate to the higher one. Listen, beloved, the kingdom of God is more real than the physical one. But men are locked up to the physical one because that is the one their eyes can see. Let me say that one more time. The kingdom of God is more real than the physical one that you see. But men are controlled by the physical one because they live by their five senses. So, beloved, my work and your work is to patiently to convince them, to persuade them, to drop religion and embrace the kingdom. Somebody say a loud amen. And if you are born again, you are already in that kingdom. I will talk about that more. So, remember, I'm just trying to do an intro before we continue. So, what does this kingdom of God look like? Let me give you some tips, some small, small tips here and there to what this kingdom looks like. The kingdom of God is where sons of men become sons of God. The kingdom of God is the translation where sons of men become sons of God. Somebody say amen. This meeting is for sons of God. Somebody say a loud amen. You are the son of God. Say to yourself, I am a son of God. Now, so watch this. So when you are in the kingdom, you are a son of God. But the question is, are you living as a son of God or still like a son of man? Just follow me. I'm only giving you small, small tips. Number two, the kingdom of God is a divine translation where human beings become God beings. Let me say that again. Listen, beloved. What you and I are getting into is far beyond what we've been doing. The God of give me bread, give me butter, give me Fanta, give me Coke. See, that one, that one, we never even start. Because God came down to take human beings and make them God beings. Just like Christ lived here. Don't forget, Christ was supposed to be our example. The kingdom of God is where human beings become God beings. An immortal God cannot give birth to mortal beings. A divine God cannot give birth to ordinary men. A supernatural God cannot produce things that are weak, friends. Jesus says it this way. Whatever is born of the flesh is flesh. But whatever is born of the spirit is spirit. An immortal God cannot give birth to mortal men. Whatever is born of God is God. Somebody say a loud amen. And I pray that your heart will open. I know you might not understand. You're looking at yourself. I say, what is this man talking about? Church became where we go. And we are spending our time for mundane things. Asking for things that we can produce. Things that we can create. No. The time of the sons has come. Somebody say a loud amen. 
If your son in the house will say a louder amen. Watch this. This is our time, friends. Our time has come that we step out from where we are to begin to walk where God wants us to be. Don't forget, beloved, the kingdom of God is where human beings become God beings. Let me give you another example. And I've been saying this all week long. The kingdom of God is where, look up here, success is not an accident. Success is not a miracle. Success is not a breakthrough. Success is a lifestyle. Let me say that one more time. The mind of the church man, the African church man, has been so much destroyed. He's chasing God for breakthrough. Miracle service for success. The testimony we have is a testimony of what we call breakthrough. Friend, let me tell you. The kingdom of God, success is not an accident. It is a lifestyle. Because the God who gave birth to us, does it look like you like success is a miracle for him? No, it's not. Success in this kingdom, look up here, can be planned. So you come to a place of rest and you can look at look up here one more time in this kingdom success is predictable. You can look at a man and guarantee that this man is going to succeed. You see? You have to start to change your mind. Somebody say change my mind. Change my mind. That's what I'm talking about. Let's make a shift. Stop pursuing God for things and realize who you are. Because in this kingdom, success is not a breakthrough. All we are doing was testimonies of, you know, and then you have one breakthrough here, and then there are chains of problems all over the place. You start running around from one prophet to another, and they keep using people's head to firecrack. Why? Because the sons of God have become blind. But our eyes are open. Somebody say a loud amen. First, look up here, let me tell you. Your life takes a different posture of order when you see where you're going to. When you can see where you're going to, you're, in fact, for example, let us say that you know, this is 2021, right? You know that between now and 2022, you are going to be a billionaire. Somebody say a loud amen. Don't fear money, Hmm. Uh, we are not to be servants of money money ought to be our servants but let me just tell you something if you know that in the next year you are going to be a billionaire if you wake up this morning and it's only Gary that you have to drink you know what you will drink it with joy You will drink it with joy. In fact, the garlic will come to like goat head. When you see men while away their time, people trying to go and kill themselves, you will avoid them. I don't need the gospel to tell you that no, avoid this things because you know where you're going to. In fact, it narrows down the kind of friends that you keep. 
people, whether they follow you, go there. Anything that is against where you're going to, you don't have time for them. Is that true? Suddenly, sometimes you can wake up in the morning and forget to eat. You're not fasting, no. but the joy of where you're going to. The Bible says, for the joy that was set before him, Jesus endured the cross. He saw the joy of what his death was going to produce. The Bible says he endured the cross. You don't have time. That's why I tell people, look up here. Religion tries to change people from outside. No, 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 no. It's the life of God in men that changes them. May you see in the name of Jesus. And suddenly, because this kingdom is a kingdom of purpose, you know why you are here, what you are doing. You are not running around like every other person. But that's what the world does. Suddenly they said, to succeed here now, eh? The best business is Akara. If you can just fry Akara. And you know those motivational speakers. They will tell you one bowl of Akara is 10 naira. Just imagine when 2 million people eat Akara in a day. What, what is the money? And suddenly, hmm, you do the math. Now, you are interested in frying Akara. But, sir, they did not tell you that you need to wash beans. Because that's where the problem starts. They put your eye on the money. Don't forget, you have to wash beans. Grind the beans. Hmm? Get firewood. Put fire. And then the fire will be doing boom, 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 all over the place. And then you have to be meticulous to handle red oil. Abi, hot oil. And see the process? See all the process? And then you must make sure you sell it because if you don't sell it today, you don't scatter with that. Abi, so now you go you, with all the all the while you are going is the money that you have in your mind. You do the first one, nobody buy it. You say village people have come, and then you go and meet these ignorant people, full everywhere carrying Bible. They tell you, mm, this thing is not ordinary. See. There's a message for sons. There's a message for slaves. Nobody can tell you. Because God has opened your eyes to see a friendship that does not contribute to this journey. I don't have to tell you what to do with it. Again, I declare, your eyes will see in the name of Jesus. In this kingdom, I'm just giving you some tips. Remember, I have not explained. As we move into next Sunday, we start to unpack this. In this kingdom, beloved, watch, we operate above the limitations of the world. The supernatural kingdom is where you and I operate above the limitations of the natural world. Let me give you an example. Matthew chapter 14, verse number 13. Let me just give you an example of what I just said now. Let me give you an example. Matthew, can we get it up on the screen? Matthew chapter number 14 beginning from 13. Matthew. I want to show you. So, watch this. The Bible says, on hearing this, Jesus slipped away privately by boat to be alone. But when the crowds discovered he had sailed away, they emerged from all the nearby towns and followed him on foot. So that's what happens. So Jesus removes himself from the crowd. He wanted to be alone. 
but they kept looking for him. Next line. Watch this. Next line. So when Jesus landed, he had a large crowd already waiting for him. Look at the beauty of the Lord. Seeing so many people, his heart was deeply moved. <laughs> That's the spirit of Christ. He didn't see them as opportunity to make money. His heart was deeply moved with compassion toward them. And the Bible says he healed all the sick who were in the crowd. Watch the spirit of Christ. He was deeply moved. Now, but this is not my message. So let me not worry here. Next line. I want to show you something. Later that afternoon, the disciples came to Jesus and said, It is going to be dark soon. And the people are hungry because they've been there for a long time. And he says, but there is nothing to eat here in this desolate place. You should send the crowds away to the nearby villages to buy themselves food. Watch this. Watch this. Is this compassion? Hmm? Think. Think very well. Think very well. Is this compassion? Think again. Is this compassion? Yes, this is actually compassion. They felt for them. So they did the nice thing. They said, oh God, in case you don't know, you know, this, since you've been laying hands on people, in case you have forgotten. So they actually cared for them. This was a level of compassion. So they came to Jesus and said, Oga, please, let's discharge them to go and buy food. Because we can't give them food here. So they actually did the right thing. They did the right thing. They were good guys here. They did the right thing. But I want to tell you that compassion has levels. Somebody say amen. There's a compassion that comes with the limitation. How many of you, first of all, have seen somebody you would like to help but you don't have what it takes to help oh you want to help them you can even plan it in your head but they were limited they had limitation as long they had a compassion but this compassion came with limitation because all their level was still according to the kingdom of man but let me show you the difference with the kingdom of god next line please they don't, Jesus says, they don't need to leave. Jesus responded, you can give them something to eat. Now, the head of disciples is running riots. Desolate place. We didn't arrange for food. We didn't, we didn't cook any food to bring here. Remember, watch this, watch this. All their, all their thoughts are still at a level. They had compassion they had the right attitude, but their thoughts were still operating at a level. The Bible says, Jesus says, no, they don't need to go. Now, we got to give them something to eat. We have to give them something to eat. But how? Friends, I want to line, show you line by line how this kingdom works and how this one works. Next line, please. Next line. Let's look at it. And it says, they answered. But all we have is five barley loaves and two fish. Mm. Next line. Let them, let me have them, Jesus replied. So, watch this. Just watch this. So, when you think about your life, from what point do you think? When you plan your lives, from what point do you plan? Is it according to the limited resources of this cosmos, of this kingdom of man or 
according to the vastness of the kingdom we are going into or we are in. When I say we are going into, we are inside of it. We just need to learn how to work with it. If I born again, you are in the kingdom. Jesus says, let me have them. Next line. And what happened? Then he had everyone sit down on the grass as he took the five loaves and two fish. He looked up to heaven. Let me explain. He looked up to heaven. So when you read this, what do you see? You see a picture of Jesus looking to heaven, right? Because you are reading it with your mind, with your natural eyes. How many of you know that Jesus was God on earth? So he wasn't looking up to heaven, literally, to see God, to ask him. No, looking up to heaven is looking away from the limitations around him into the kingdom where he was operating from. Looking up is not, oh God, come and help me, because he was God here. Looking up is looking away from the circumstances. Because right now, he's about to, even though he was here physically, he's about to operate in a different kingdom. From this moment on, you will look up in the name of Jesus. Whatever and wherever you are now, as you leave this place today, you will learn how to look up. The Bible says he looked up to heaven. Looking up to heaven is about, even though I am in this world, but now I want to bring out something else from another kingdom. How many of have I told you this morning that the kingdom of God is more real than the physical one? Because the supernatural is more real and more tangible. And that's what we want everybody, trusting by the Holy Ghost, that all of us will migrate to begin to walk in that realm. Look up here. Our message is not for slaves. Our message is for sons because you ought to operate in the same kingdom. You have to know how to operate the same kingdom. You have to know how to work it out by yourself. That's why we take our time to explain so that every man will come to a place of understanding. So that you know how to look up in the midst of lack, so to say. In the midst of scarce resources, so to say. In the midst of issues and problems, so to say. You look up and you see something else. Watch this. So the actions of Jesus here was not based on the physical environment. Is that true? Because in the physical environment, you had thousands of people, but you have only five loaves of bread and two fish. So if, if he had gone with the limitations of this natural environment, what he would have done was to comply with his disciples. Is that true? Say, so, guys, sorry, you. Uh, even though we want service to continue, but uh, you need to go and get yourself food. Because there was no way. In fact, there's a translation that talks about that they said to Jesus, even if, even if we were to bring a whole year's salary of one man, it would not be enough to feed these people. I'm trying to, by the Holy Ghost, to help you this year to reposition your mind. So that, friends, it's not about going to church. It's not about praying. Watch this. Remember, the Bible said that Paul was in the synagogue persuading them to come into the kingdom. It's not about praying, friends. It's not about all the things that we do. No, it's about where you are operating from. Where does your mind operate from? Does your mind operate according to the limitations of this world or 
in the vastness of the blessings that we have in Christ. That's the key question, friends. Watch this. And Jesus said, the Bible said, he looked up into heaven and he gave thanks. Look at this. See, his attitude changed. Because in the realm of the natural, what are you giving thanks for? Thousands of people, five loaves of bread, two fish. What are you giving thanks for? It's like when you get that your salary, right? You look at the salary. And you don't times all the transport. Times all the things. Then you now say, hmm. I wanted to help somebody with 2K this month. It be like only 200 I go to. Now, look up here. You are, you are not a terrible person. You are not bad. You are just working according to your understanding. Right? But may that understanding change in the name of Jesus. Look up here. There's nothing to give things for. Five thousand. I will show you now. Five thousand people. Five bread. Two fish. There's nothing to give things. But right now, he's operating from where he come from. It will make sense to you now why Jesus will tell them, "My kingdom is not of this world." Did he say that? He always told them that. Friends, you and I are coming to a place when the things that you see, you will not bother explaining to men because they will not understand. Because if you tell them, they will say you are mad. It's making sense to you now why they told Jesus you decrease. They told Jesus, you know that, right? They told Jesus many times you decrease. Grace, the word you. They told Jesus many times. We have said it before, but we are, now we are sure that it's demon that's controlling you. Did they say that to him? Because what he was talking to them about was another kingdom that they had no idea about. And in that way, Jesus operated. That's how he wants us to operate. That my life and your life is no longer limited by what our five senses can see because we belong to another kingdom. We belong to the kingdom where the power of God is present. To multiply that which is little. To take that which is nothing and make something out of it. To stop thinking about yourself like I was saying some, some last Sunday. Thinking about yourself in the manner of nothingness. Okay? No matter who born you, no matter which level of education you get, Listen, in this kingdom, in this kingdom, you have no limitations. In this kingdom we are talking about, there are absolutely no limitations. So may all the limits that you have been operating, may it be removed from your mind in the name of Jesus. Remember, Jesus says, repent. Move your mind away from this to another place. The Bible says he gave thanks. And broke the bread into pieces. Then he then gave to his disciples, whom in turn gave to the crowds. Next line, let me show you another wonderful thing. They were, and everyone ate until they were satisfied. So it's not like they managed it. Some people ate three, some people four, until some of them they still won't come out from their nose. Right? So they have gone from a place of scarcity. To a place of surplus. That is your news this year. In the name of Jesus. To a place of surplus. Not because of what the world says. But right now there's something. Look up. There's a different spirit that works inside of you. The Bible said Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. Unto God who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above everything that we can ask and think of. How? According to his power at work where? In us. May you see what you carry. 
in the name of Jesus. Look, here, look up here. It doesn't matter how bad it has been. It doesn't matter how many times you have failed. Okay? What I'm telling you is this. What I'm telling you. What, I'm, what we are sharing here is available to everybody. As long as you are willing to switch your mind. To stop thinking about yourself from where you are coming from. To stop thinking about yourself from all the failures of the past. Because that one belongs to the lower level. Because don't forget, an immortal God cannot give birth to mortal people. A successful God cannot give birth to failures. So therefore, success is no longer a matter of breakthrough. It's a lifestyle. And everywhere you go, the blessings that you carry follows you. Everywhere you go, the God that is in you is at work. The Bible says, and everyone ate until they were satisfied. Watch this. For the food was multiplied in front of their eyes. Now, this kingdom is not superimposed on top of this one. This kingdom of God has not come down to show them right before their eyes. Look up here. The way they have confused us in this country, eh? Did you know that if it was us, Africans, you went to a crusade, like you come here now, there's nothing to eat, and I take one bread, lift it up and say, Father, thank you. You have made us kings and priests, so we walk as you. And I began to share the bread, and it's multiplying everybody. You know, some people will not eat abu. <laughs> this man... <laughs> He won't just make money. <laughs> Does he want to steal our destiny? <laughs> Some of us will like, <laughs> I beg, let me, let me manage my hunger. <laughs> you know? Because of how much they've destroyed our mind. But watch this. The Bible said they all ate. Now, they picked up the leftovers and feed how many baskets? So not only did everyone eat and was satisfied, but watch this. There were 12 baskets left over. I know there's a message in this. But I don't, I, don't, I don't have to go there. I'm just trying to tell you. Get your mind to start to make a shift. It doesn't matter, friends. Look up here. And I've said this over and over. It doesn't matter how you pray. How you fast. Who lays hand on you. Who lays his leg on you. How many times you fall under anointing. If you have poverty in your spirit, in your mind. That is what you will experience. If poverty, even if you were to be given one billion, that one billion will reduce to the poverty in your spirit. If you see yourself the way God sees you inside, it doesn't matter how late you start, how small you start, that will grow. Because you know what? Now, watch what happens here. The little thing grew based on who Jesus was. The thing that looked insufficient multiplied. Not because of the bread, but there was a power at work. And that's what God is leading you and I into friends. That you will start to look at your life, not because of where you are coming from, where you have been, or what you have, but because of the God that is within you. Because there's a kingdom in you. Somebody say, Amen. Oh, let me hear you say a loud amen. 
There's a kingdom where? Say the kingdom is in me. Oh no, you don't mean it. Say it like you mean it. The kingdom is in me. Louder, the kingdom is in me. Now the kingdom is there. Jesus did not look up to heaven to bring power. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Looking up was, I look away from lack. I look into surplus. And based on surplus, he said, thanks. Is somebody being helped this morning? Are you sure? Listen, friends, it's not struggling, no. It's about mind change. That you start to look at your life based on the realities of the kingdom. Start to look at your real life based on who we are. Now, watch this. So, this month, I only did an introduction to begin to lay the groundwork. This month, every Sunday, what we are going to be doing is to show you how, in practical terms, how to walk in the reality of this kingdom. That's why I say to people that it's not about believing something. It's about understanding what you believe. Every Sunday, we spend time trying to show you in practical terms how we can walk, you and I can walk. So when we say manifestation of the sons of God, then it's real. It's real to you. It's real to you. You know why, friends? Because God wants that to happen so that your own testimony will also bring other people home. Somebody say amen. So that when they see you, your testimony, you don't have to be a bishop. You don't have to have a title. But when men encounter you, your whole life becomes what leads them back to God. That's how this is supposed to be. And this is why, if you watch, the Bible says Jesus healed them all. We are no longer talking about what will happen to a few. God has blessed a few. He's not blessing a few. Mm -mm. We are talking about what is our reality because everybody here can manifest. Somebody say, Lord, Amen. I say you will manifest in the name of Jesus. I say you will manifest in the name of Jesus. If that's you, say, Lord, Amen. Come and let's celebrate Jesus all over this house. Amen. So you got to be ready to manifest. You've got to be ready to change your mind. And then finally, like we said this morning, you can finally see that success is not accident. In this other kingdom it may be, but in this one it's not. Because a successful God cannot give birth to failures. An immortal God cannot give birth to mortal beings. God cannot give birth to humans. He gives birth to gods. And so, even though we are here, he's translating us from this realm where we are human beings and move into the God realm. How many of you know that Jesus operated 100% as a man? I hope you know that. He was given birth to as a baby. He grew up to show us what is possible. To show us the difference between this kingdom and this other kingdom. Bye bye your hair.